Welcome to the 49ers You've Got Mail podcast presented by Manscaped. My guests today are a couple of offensive linemen, Mike McGlinchey and Jake Brendel. I appreciate you both taking the time. Thank you for having me. Yeah. First things first, bye week is over. Did it fly by? It did. Um, it's like a small taste of off. T- it's kind of weird because the NFL rules really allow you to like get away, get away if you want to. And, um, and really act like it's like six days of off season. Um, Can I, you go international if you wanted I, to? I suppose you could. It's a long flight. Yeah, unless that's I, unless <laughs> you're going, I, I know some guys went to Cabo, which okay. is well from here is only like two hours. Yeah, it's not so very that's, far. That's closer than going to Philadelphia for me. Um, but yeah, so I I didn't I don't really like to go anywhere on bye week. I like I have. We, my fiance and I live here, so we just kind of laid low and did some cool dinners and played some golf, and that's pretty much how I spent my bye week. Jake, what about you? Any fun bye week activities? Uh, we really just caught up on all the TV that we miss, you know, all the good, you know, Game of Thrones, House of Dragons, that sort of thing. Any uh, bad Netflix series that you binged on? Uh, the Love is Blind is probably the worst one I've that seen. That is what I was hoping anyone tough, would we say. We love to watch it, though. Yeah. It's, it's, just, a, it's a yeah. great bad show. It's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Are you guys both caught up? Uh, no, I wouldn't say I'm caught up, but I've seen it bits and pieces. Uh, Brooke uses it as a show like that she has on in the background when she's working. And I come home and like I'll catch the middle of an episode or something. It's just so bad. But <laughs> I, I have become a reality TV junkie. In my relationship, so. I feel like guys usually try to try to say that. Like, oh, I just watch it as I'm passing by from room to room. But I feel like all of you guys get into it eventually. Totally. I I'll, I embrace it. I just, there's certain, like, Love is Blind is a really, really tough show to be okay with. <laughs> like, it's just, it's so gross. <laughs> Jake, do you have, I mean, you seem like you've watched all the episodes. Yeah, we've seen every, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, give me your best uh, hot take from the show. I mean, I'm just glad they aired the little two cuties thing with Zenob and Cole at the end. You know, that was a bit uh, scandalous. I haven't gotten to that part. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> I just spoilers. saw I saw most of the weddings, and I'm getting to that part, which spoilers. I saw. I already knew it happened, though, because it's social media. Yeah. And then the reunion. That's what I have left. Got to watch reunion. But I haven't... I kind of went ahead of my fiance and I didn't tell him. So Uh, I'm probably going to get in trouble. That's tough. That's okay. All right. So show cheating is a bad step (laughs) in a relationship. I've actually asked guys that on the podcast. So if you do show cheat, do you lie about it? I'll rewatch the episode. And not say anything. Absolutely not. Genuine reactions. Okay. I also do that. I've only done it like maybe twice. Uh, Um, and I only do it in shows that I know she's only, like, pity watching with me. Like, <laughs> House of Dragons, like, was my show that, like, because we normally watch what she wants to watch on television because normally I am half paying attention anyway. Um, but there's certain, like, there's a show every once in a while that I'm like, all right, this is our thing here. And, like, House of Dragons, we got caught in the middle of the season where we went, like, Greenbrier and all that stuff, and I'm sitting at the Greenbrier, and I'm, like, That's not tough. having anything to do, and I'm, like, I'm totally watching this show right now. And so I just watched it again when I got home. I uh, I actually watched the episode on a different account, 
So I kind of went sneaky. to sneaky. I know. I was that trying to sneaky. cover it up. See, at least I, I you know, she, I know, if she would have wanted to know, she knew. <laughs> but she—that's how I know. She never even found out because she didn't care to, to know. Jake, do you show cheat? I don't. I don't know if I have, honestly. Good He's man. So Good faithful. man. I, mean, I know. When we were in uh, West West Virginia. We just watched it at the same time. Did like a little, like, oh, a like little a FaceTime watch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like that. A little date Smart. night. Yeah, it's a good it's a good move. Wow, what a stand-up guy. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. So I feel like the offensive line is usually very low-key, for lack of a better word. Can you guys take me through the personalities of the guys up front? Tell me about the room. Like on our team? Mm-hmm. Um, well, we got a, a wide range, um, for sure. Um, definitely a... Some some more on the outspoken side, like myself. Um, some very low key guys like Trent and Spencer and Banks, mm-hmm. Dan, Colton, and 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 Jake are kind of in the middle of all that, and they they're they're savants of like what subjects to talk about, you know. But everybody, it, it is low key because at the end of the day, like nobody decides when they're a little kid, like oh I'm I want to play offensive line, you know. <laughs> Wait, that was a question I actually had written down okay well let's let's let it rip yeah let's let's dive right in did you guys dream of playing in the trenches (laughs) no No chance (laughs) i dream like i was gonna be a quarterback or like catching cars or you never know no (laughs) offensive line is something that just kind of happens to you um like for me i was playing in high school and i went to a small school so i kind of played just about every position for our football team because we, I only had like 35 guys on the team. And um, then I was a basketball player too. So I was, I thought I came in thinking I was going to play tight end and, you know, catch touchdowns and run and all that stuff. And then like my freshman or sophomore year, I picked up my first offer and they said, Oh, we're, we're not offering this tight end. <laughs> You're going to play off at the tackle. And I was like, Oh, okay. And I, I kind of, Kept trying to play basketball a little bit just to keep my options open. And um, the schools that were coming after me for basketball were a lot different in caliber than the ones for football. And That makes sense. And um, I quickly realized that if I did want to make it to the NFL, um, running wasn't exactly my strongest suit. So I figured. You got to play to your strengths. No doubt. Put your hand in the dirt and let it rip. I like that. All right, so Jake, how did you fall into becoming an offensive lineman? So where I grew up in Wisconsin, there was a weight restriction for people that could move the ball, right? So like if you're a skill position, you had to be in in, in fourth grade, it was like 90 pounds or something. And I was like 140. (laughs) So I was way above that every single year. I had no idea that was a thing. Okay. Yeah. And so like the guys that could move the ball had little stars on the back of their helmets. And then I was without a star. So I had to be in the trenches. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys feel like you left anything on the table? I think it worked out. Um, I'm very comfortable with the career path I chose. And there's, there is like, there's not, there is and there isn't glory in playing offensive line. Like I think it's, it truly is a very rewarding job because it's the only position in sports where like five guys have to do the same job in order for things to work. And everybody has to be on the same page. You're blocking the same guy with, in a combination with a partner um, and it only takes one guy to mess it up. Right. And I think having the team within the team um, I think is a very prideful thing. And I think it's something that if you're good at it, you're going to embrace it. And it's the cult, the culture of the offensive line is very, very rewarding. 
and it's more fun, I think, because it's, it is laid back. You can, you're not worried about, you know, statistics and catching touchdowns and who's the biggest guy, who's the biggest star in the room. And, um, you just come to work with your buddies and go play. And I think that's, um, the one thing that I have found about, I very, I'm very, very happy that offensive line did happen to me. Um, because I think it's, I think it's the most, it is in ways a lot of fun and the most fun position you can play. Manscaped is the official below the waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off in free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. How do you build that camaraderie, especially with the newer guys on the team, like a Spencer Burford, who is very quickly stepped into that starter role. How do you get him up, up to speed real fast? And obviously you guys are all playing very well through the first eight weeks. I mean, it's tough, right? Every single room is different across the league, you know? Um, I mean, I've been a part of probably four or five great ones. Um, so really it just depends on, you know, what that rookie needs from the room and what the room needs from that rookie, you know? And uh, I feel like Spence has done a great job for us. He's kind of read, read, read the room and kind of, kind, of, kind of felt out where he fits in the puzzle, you know? So he's, he's, he's a come out and he's done everything that Firsters asked him to do. And everything that we've asked him to do in the room, and you know, I feel like he's on a good track. And I, I also think that it's not—it's not a coincidence, right? Like John and Kyle and Chris and and the, the powers that be in, in in the suits, right? The they, masterminds. Yeah, all those guys in the front office, like they have an idea of what works, and they have an a personality profile of what works, and how like there's certain boxes you have to check for an offensive lineman to to be, you know, successful, and um, certainly unselfishness and. Yep. Teamwork is 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 at the top of the list, and I think everybody who's good at offensive line and who embraces playing offensive line understands the culture that pretty much already exists when once you get there. Jake, this is your first year as a full time starter. Yep. Is it everything you imagined? Everything you waited for? Oh, for sure. You know, um, obviously, there's a increase in responsibility and increase in you know just the uh, you know. Um, <clears throat> Like the day in like day in day out responsibilities of what you need to do, but I feel like uh, since I've gotten in the league, since I've been in college, even you know I've I've been in training for this moment, so I'm really just trying to take advantage of it and do the best I can for the team. Do you guys feel like you're hitting your 2022 goals, or what are those? If you don't mind me sharing goals we, for the season, we really won't know until February. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's we, a like, good answer. Like, like we like I said, our our job isn't based in statistics. It's not based in um, you know, results. It's about the process. It's about mm -hmm. what you see on tape. Are you blocking people? Are you, do, can you do it better? How often are you, are you getting your guy blocked? And, um, as a unit, how are we doing? And sure the rushing yards and number of sacks and all that stuff, you know, goes into it. But at the end of the day, those things are very circumstantial a lot of the time with offensive line, and it doesn't really paint the whole picture. And, um, you know, the three things that I, my offensive line coach in college always told us to operate on is, you know, be the best you can be, be the best unit in the country, or in our case, the league, and then just help your team win. And that's as long as we don't, as as long as our our room doesn't lose games for us, you know, there's always a process to get better. And um, and that's how you you stay consistent and 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 play well on the offensive line. I love that. All right, so this is actually a question from our fans, and I did use it on the tight ends episode, but also definitely applies to you guys. Jenny from San Diego, what does it feel like to pancake block someone? Hmm. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good feeling. Um, another, 
quote from my O-line coach in college was that, uh, his mentor, who was also um, kind of a disciple, Coach Furster is kind of a disciple as well, um, was that there's no greater feeling in life than moving a man from point A to point B against his will. Because he's trying, to, he's trying everything he can to be bigger and stronger and better than you. And when you put him on his back, it's a pretty good feeling. And it's, it's just, it's, you know, big versus small kind of thing. And it's, it's a very, I don't want to say primal, but it is kind of like <laughs> the natural selection kind of feeling. Is that the offensive lines version of a touchdown? Big catch, you know, for a big sure. Big catch, yeah. okay. Yeah, I think it, it's just hard because, like, you're not going to get the roar yeah. from the crowd <laughs> that, oh, you, nobody's watching number 64, <laughs> number 69. But you know what play people... In, except for maybe our, our wives yeah. or our families. Yeah, they're like, nice, nice <laughs> yeah, like, walk there. Everybody always <laughs> says, like, when they get to know me, they're always like, oh, I... You know, I never knew what it was like watching football when I'm only paying attention to you. Like, I don't, it's like, it's a completely different world. I'm like, yeah, it is. You're not just watching where the ball is yeah, at. You're yeah, you're like yeah, watching yeah. kind of a, a dance of big dudes, you know? The the true football savants will see you the next day, though, when they're breaking down the tape, you know? That's yeah. that's the, the <laughs> praise you'll get, like the, the post, post-mortem. If they know what they're looking at. That's yeah. also true, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hard <laughs> thing to train. And, um... Yeah, I'm not. We're not going to get into the Monday morning breakdowns here on this podcast. <laughs> All right, let's go to more more fan questions. Um, so some of these are situational. Some of them are favorite memories. So let's go with favorite memory. What's your favorite play that you've been involved with of your career thus far in the NFL? That's obviously. a tough one, honestly. <clears throat> I have one kind of right off the top of my head. Um, one of the coolest plays we were ever a part of um, was the NFC Championship game in 2019. Um, and I don't think it's any secret the t type of game our offensive line had that day. And Kyle decides to call on third and seven a trap play, which is a it's a ballsy move, and it's very very and it's a very hard look when you're in a blitz. They're in a blitz pass rush front and you have to figure out how to identify and block what's going on in front of you. And, you know, I cut a guy off. It's, I really had the easiest job on the play cause I was the backside tackle, but Joe does like this sachet swim move on the three technique. Some who's the defensive tackle that's getting trapped and somehow winds up on his linebacker. That was across the ball in front of our right guard. And Raheem, Raheem broke it for 45 yards and scored a touchdown. And it was like kind of, that was kind of like the nail in the coffin. Like, this is our game. And the feel, I mean, it was like a, a multitude of feelings. It's not just the coolest play, but it's also like it sealed our deal to go to the Super Bowl and all that stuff. So that was, that was definitely one of the coolest plays I was ever a part of. I would say that's up there. Yeah. yeah that's pretty good. That's pretty sick. Jake? You know, I'm one of the players that like, uh, I mean, I'll know if we win or lose, but I don't know what the score is. So, you know, it's 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 tough for me to remember one single play. As long as you don't get in. called out the next day, right? That's kind yeah. of like what <laughs> yeah, but every offensive lineman hopes for. Like, for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of, that, that is kind of tough. Like, the Kyle can come in after a game and like completely narrate 
what the hell happened out there. And yep. like, I'm like, I have maybe, am I not a football guy? Like I, I just happens so but fast. You're just, yeah, yeah. But, well, not even that, but you're, you're just so in your own little world mm-hmm. out there that you only have one thing to focus on. And it's, it is hard. And the only reason I really even remember that one is because it's what we were talking about. Yeah. Like post game. And it's yeah. like, it was in the Monday morning meeting and I was, I didn't realize how cool it was when I was on the field, but I was like, damn. You're like, yeah, like, I did a great on, job. Trap on third and seven <laughs> in the NFC championship game. What a ballsy ass call, you know? And like, that's cool to be a part of that and have like, you know, your head coach has the confidence to do that, like in, in a, in a way to put his players and doing something cool. Yep. Epic. All right. Keith from Bakersfield. What's the most calorie intake you've ever had to have in a day? And what did you have to eat to get there? Back in high school, I was a nose guard for my first two years. And then they needed me to switch to center um, when we lost our starting center just because he graduated. So I had to go over a, over a summer. I had to go from 230 to like 265. So I was I was eating like three sweet potatoes and uh like half of a bluebell ice cream every night just to try to gain weight. So mm. yeah, it was it was probably around that eight thousand yeah, eight thousand in a day. The that things point, that you not, think of to just like, put calories down is it, it's pretty disgusting looking back on it. Because it, mo- it it doesn't happen at this level. Like because you you know you you're a little, eating healthy. Yeah, you have yeah. a little money in your pocket yeah. and you can do things the right way. But like in college, it's like well, I haven't eaten in a, in a couple hours. Well, I only have five bucks in my pocket, so it looks like I'm going a little Caesars, yep. you know what I mean? It's like I'll have to eat this entire pie of pizza because if not, I'm probably going to be light tomorrow. It's yeah. not enjoyable at that point, right? No, uh, eating-, eating a pie of pizza is always enjoyable. Okay. After like slices Half of six, a blue seven, bell eight, carton, eight, though? Yeah, it was kind of a job, to be yeah. honest. It is. Yeah. It, you have to dedicate. Like my little brother's kind of going through it right now. He's like 15 years old, and he's – not as tall as me, but he's tall like I was, and um, he's trying to play football. And I'm like, dude, you gotta, you gotta make a decision of whether you want to look good or you want to just like play football because it's, it's a, it's a battle either way. Wow, I, I did not. Re- I guess like for a normal person, like I'm thinking like 1,500 calories. So like you guys yeah, are going yeah. over like- 1,500 calories. I'll lose 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Okay, I guess things you don't think about. Okay. So I think we, let's see here. Let's go to a situational one. Cameron from Oak Ridge. We're starting our holiday plans at work and we do an annual secret Santa. I always get stuck buying a gift for someone I don't know. We're not allowed to buy gift cards. What is your go-to gift in a situation like this? It's very tough as well. Like, is there a maximum or like a minimum spent? He didn't give me one, but let's say like 50 bucks. I feel like that's a lot, but... It's really hard to get a good gift for 50 bucks. Yeah. Uh, do what We always do. We do a secret Santa every year for offensive line. And so it's like we do it. With all, with how many? There's like eight ridiculous. of you? It's like 14 guys. <laughs> yeah. 15. And coaches are included. So maybe okay, I, it's okay. like 17-ish um, with everybody in the room, like practice squad, everybody. And um, so my thought process is always like, I don't know who's going to wind up with my gift. But if they do get my gift, they will at least use it, right? So it's like coolers, a grill, you know, uh, a a travel bag of some sort, like something that's always logistically reasonable. Like like somebody's not going to walk out of there and be like, damn it, I got this gift. Yeah, I feel like if you get like a Yeti cooler, nobody's going to be upset about that. Exactly. So Yeah. You can use that. That's kind of where I, my lane, I stay. 
Jake, have you had, what is the worst secret Santa or gift exchange gift you've ever received? Uh, I had to be like rookie here, right? Cause or you, that you've gifted. You pick by seniority too. So the rookies <laughs> always wind up with the, the crappiest stuff. I mean, stuff. I don't want to throw anyone under the bus, but someone brought a Theragun, which we have, I mean, we have access to. Yeah, that's an brutal. That's amount. such a brutal gift. <laughs> like there's thousands of these at our, on our, at our work and you're going to give me one to take home? Like, what is that that gift? Yeah, yeah that was that so was a bad. little nothing Sometimes. against Theragun, but we have we have actually love to, Theragun, yeah. great product. But I don't need sponsor a sponsor them. I don't need a personal one. Yeah, that seems like a little repetitive from what we have around here. Before we take our next question, this podcast is sponsored by Manscaped, the official below-the-waist grooming partner of the 49ers. Try Manscaped and get 20% off in free shipping with code 49ers at manscaped.com. That's code 49ers for 20% off at manscaped.com. One last one. Lauren from Indiana. I ordered to go food to try and impress the guy I'm dating with my cooking. I am actually not a talented chef. When do I come clean and how? Right away. You don't want to, you don't want to carry that, that bug on for a long time. Like, cause what happens when he's like, oh, hey, do you want to eat in tonight? You know, I, I really liked what you made me our first date. And she, she's just like, oh. Logistically, that could become difficult. That's yes. what I'm saying. So, you, like, there's no there's no shame in, like, being a bad cook. Like, I feel that. Brooke knows that she will never, ever get a meal made by me. Like, yeah, what ever. are the cooking skills of you, like, I between make, you two? I can make breakfast food. Yeah, that's about it. A mean, a mean PB&J. Like, and I know mean the guy's breakfast. supposed to, like, man the grill in the house and stuff. Yeah. But, like, even when we have steak, Brooke will cook the steak, too. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, she's better at it. I love it. Like, I'm going to eat better tasting food by putting my pride aside. Mm -hmm. I like that. O own it. Whether yeah, like, you're I bring other, it, you're I bring other things it. to the table. I don't need to be the good cook. You know? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's my, that's my problem. Like, don't, don't hide personality traits from people. That's, that's a good, that's a bad way to start a relationship. Honesty know? is the best policy yeah. on this one. Yeah. You don't want to, yeah. Don't act like a phony. And then you're like a year in and acting like this guy has been getting gourmet homemade cooked meals. <laughs> and, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, actually, that was just DoorDash. And it was. I mean, honestly, though, like with the delivery services, you could probably keep that going for a while if you really yeah. wanted to. I mean, there's limitless things on DoorDash. <laughs> you can until you make yeah. it. For like, sure. like, all of a sudden, you like bring home, like, oh, this is some gr great Korean barbecue that I made. What? <laughs> you're like, hold on. That, that's, hold on. Mike, your last name's McGlinchey. You're not cooking <laughs> Korean food. You know what I mean? Is there uh, a dish that either of you have tried to make and epically failed doing so? I mean, cooking's kind of like a process, right? Like, if you, as long as you follow the yeah, instructions, yeah, you're supposed to be able to follow you know, instructions. You should Ideally, be okay. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, any ambitious stuff that my wife and I have made, like, we really haven't. I mean, we haven't had a fail for sure, but it I might like not have it. come out like exactly like the restaurant or something. I one time, like, Brooke wasn't at home. She was out to dinner with like her girlfriends or something, and. I like tried to, she, she makes, I had them last night. So this is why it's on my brain, but she, she makes these unbelievable like chicken parm sandwiches and they're so good. But I tried, she does like the bread is like a garlic bread of some sort and toasted and perfectly made chicken. And I tried to make it myself once when she was not in the house. And like, I just was eating like straight salt pretty much. And I was just like, 
this is just terrible. Because yeah. she didn't, like, leave an instructional book. But anytime you burn something, too, like if you're mm. burning burgers or steak, mm -hmm. or, that's mm -hmm. pretty bad. That's a pretty bad look. Leave it to the experts. Exactly. All right, let's close things out. What is one thing that someone might not know about you? Share it, share it with the listeners of our podcast here. Fun fact about yourself. Um, am I first? <laughs> Go ahead. Um, if you got one. Well, everybody, it's not really unknown to the people that know me, but I guess people on the outside world, mm -hmm. I'm a human jukebox. Like, I, it's the weirdest skill well, I, I have. Well, I think you have to demonstrate No, now. I'm not going to sing on this podcast, <laughs> but I know the, I know the yeah. words to almost every song. He knows a lot of, ever. a lot, a lot of music. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Weird. Karaoke is kind of like my, my sweet spot. We might have to get you on a uh, carpool karaoke type situation then. It's been done here. I've been here for a while. It's, it, it, it was abused early. Oh, darn. Um, because Staley also shared the same kind of love for karaoke. So I have heard this as well. We did this a lot and I kind of, it kind of got to the point where I was like, hey guys, <laughs> you know, like I, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I just, I just didn't say it was to, good. Yeah, I just, I just happened to know it. Um, so yeah, that was that was. Yeah. I did hear you sing Benny and the Jets before. Oh, Elton was here. Yeah, couple, yeah, a couple yeah, weeks yeah ago. in preparation for the concert. All right, Jake. Fun fact about yourself. Um. Well, I'm pretty good on two wheels. So either it's a bike or a motorcycle or whatever like that. Do you um, own a motorcycle? I you used own a to. Motorcycle? Yeah, that was that was that was my dad's gift to me when I turned 16. Was a Harley, which was pretty sweet. That's sick. Yeah, that was that was my main mode of transportation to high school. Wow, wow, that's yeah. so cool. Yeah, wow. you're, you're like, like that's just really pulling cool up in your leather school. jacket and <laughs> yeah. a Harley. Yeah, man, the chicks probably loved you. <laughs> no, man, it was it was it was actually a lot of fun. It, I mean, it taught me a lot about driving. Obviously, when you don't have a cage around you, you got to be a little bit smarter. Just that's really road. cool. Helmet always though. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Okay. And 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 I couldn't go on the freeway or anything when I when I was a, but now now it's more mountain biking. Um, yeah, my wife and I like to go out and just have have a good time on the trails. So love that. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for joining the podcast, and thanks to you guys for tuning in to Forty ers You've got mail presented by Manscaped to be featured in the next episode. Submit your questions to Forty ers dot com slash mailbag. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so you can be the first to listen to the latest episodes. That's it from us. Bye, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks.